You are now listening to the Hexgrid Heroes Podcast Network. For sci-fi, Pokemon, high fantasy or horror, check us out wherever you get podcasts and online at hexgridheroes.com. So here's a here's a real question for you, Don. What's oh, okay. the best thing you've seen on the internet this week? Um, the best thing on the internet this week. Wow, this is what it feels like to have questions thrown at me at the top without any regard of thinking. Um, <laughs> I I guess all the all the various uh, realms and groups and uh, cliques of TTRPG Twitter kind of banding together and the ones that are worth a damn doing something with the Black Lives Matter movement. Yes, there's been a. a, a huge amount of support which is just awesome awesome awesome. yeah like i don't have like a really cool meme or a really cool video in mind but just all the different conversations that have been happening uh with that has been uh pretty damn cool and endearing and i know you guys have been uh involved and i'm i'm working so you don't hate yourself later you are being very close to your mic okay i thought i was too far away how's this sounds fine Okay. Thanks, Sean. No problem. Sean, you're not fired. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the coolest thing I've seen on the internet this week. Uh Sean, how about you? I'm just gonna steal Tracy's question because it's better than the one I had. Uh basically He's... the same. I've I've been in the uh I've been in the process of watching the um the VOD of the Black as Fuck Roundtable. Okay. Uh, part two, technically. I'm starting with part two and going to go to part one later because that's the one I saw first. And Very George Lucas of you. <laughs> but, uh, and it's been quite informative uh, as to some things that I, I didn't understand. I've been trying lately to understand a lot better than mm-hmm. I have in the past where I've been very passive and I don't feel like that's cutting it anymore. Like I don't I don't want to be passive anymore. I want to do what's what I feel is right. So cool. I'm 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 trying to get there. Yep. And as a one white cis het male to another, uh can I just r- what, can well I just done. say one thing though? I hate that it's pronounced cis. It looks like it should be sigh. Oh my god. This is the thing, you know. Welcome to I, life with Sean. I was leading up to a joke and you had to completely shawn it by making it better. I, so thank you. The word itself does not bother me. Its connotations do not bother me. No, I got you. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's yeah, the pronunciation. Okay. Cool. That's it fair. Wrong in my I mind. was I was going to uh, uh, mockingly uh, thank you as a white man for doing something. So there are layers to the joke that I'm probably going to delete this portion of. Um, <clears throat> Tracy, what about you? Sure. What's the coolest thing you've seen on the internet? Oh, I've seen so much on the internet, but I think my favorite thing I've seen so far is uh, some of the results we're getting from these protests. Uh, we've got people defunding and disbanding 
uh, police and their city um, in Minneapolis, the police chief has withdrawn from the union contract. So that's a big win. Mm-hmm. Um, after 30 years of protesting, it is so cool to actually be getting some results. It's amazing. You've been uh, protesting back when you were negative 12 years old. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and I'm now, a- Eric, bring the showstopper. What was the coolest thing you've seen on the internet this week? Yeah, I mean, y'all dropped like real answers. And uh, I was going to say this meme <laughs> from the... <laughs> The Onion headline, Paw Patrol Writers Defend episode where German Shepherd Cops shoots unarmed Black Lab 17 times, but uh, that's why I asked you last, because I knew you were going to do something like that. And I appreciate you. <laughs> to be fair, if we're counting Snapchat, I got an awesome Snapchat from Eric where he was wearing a kilt and a t-shirt with tentacles all over it. Nice. Uh, I got one from, actually... Next episode, I'm going to ask what's everyone's favorite uh, Eric Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my bullshit question that I was going to uh, pose to you was, uh, if you could choose any job to be replaced by robots, what job would you make obsolete? DMV. Ooh. Because literally everything that you can do there could be automated. And it is on kiosks. Basically is... <laughs> But you still have to go through them for some reason. Yep. <laughs> Neat. So let's play some Starfinder, guys. We can do that. Alternatively, uh, <laughs> whoever writes the Star Wars movies could also probably be done automatically at this point. Well, this will be Eric's last episode of the Hex Movies. <laughs> <laughs> They were written fine. They were just directed poorly. <laughs> but I accept you. Honestly, I I haven't seen uh, Solo, but I've enjoyed all of the ones that I've seen. So Solo is my least favorite, so that tracks. Um, anyway, last time on Starfinder Z, setting out on their mission to clear out the eastern portion of Kriva's crater, a large showbod taskmaster came running from the south chasing a pair of ghouls wielding a nasty ass whip emboldened by new powers granted to her by her patron deity Iomidi, newly promoted knight commander rhapsody sent akim and brasha on ahead to scout a map location while she and addy star face down this new threat and we're just going to get right into it uh roll for initiative rhapsody Eighteen. Only because I rolled really well, I only get a plus one. <laughs> hey, Don, reach up. Uh, you told me to fuck off. Showbot no. tickle daddy. All right. Sean. This will be Sean's last episode of Extra <laughs> Heroes. <laughs> if you are a person of color or member of the LGBT community and you'd like to take the place of two white males that I just kicked off this podcast please reach me at heroes <laughs> at gmail.com jokes aside if anyone does want to guest on this podcast uh, they are welcome here we like guests 
that was we me like vamping people. so I could pull up my character sheets that I needed. <laughs> so first, let me see. I got her. I've now backed myself into a court. Two nat ones in a row. It's going to be good, guys. Thanks, Jill. And Addy is dead. <laughs> I hope not. Uh... Oh, this was an 11. You're just all about those ones, huh? Okay, yes, I am all about those ones. So top of round one, Addie Star had her bow out last time, and to her side, Akam and Brasha are quickly uh, scampering to the east. So she has her bow locked onto this guy running up. And Rhapsody, what did you say? Oh, you'd probably... Do you remember what you said last episode? Oh, Rhapsody was running straight towards those ghouls. Yeah, so Rhapsody's we, running we straight... We don't allow the undead. Yes. So while Rhapsody is running towards the undead, Addie trains her bow on the uh, Shobod. And I'm not going to have you roll a third life science check to learn about him. He is a large, four-armed, hulking creature. And she's going to fire with her bow. Uh, she... Little reveal. When she leveled up to level four, she got deadly aim as a feat. So she's going to take a penalty for increased damage. She's going to miss. <laughs> <laughs> Her battle bow drawn, she may have held the line too long, and uh, the shot goes wide as this showbot comes running up to her. Rhapsody. Yes. You are running towards the ghouls. They are within a movement speed, one movement speed towards you. So if you want to run up and attack. Uh, yeah, we're going to attack. Okay. I'm trying to remember here. Mm hmm. Do. Because I got new stuff, so I'm, I'm, uh... Yes, you got lots right. of new things. This will be crazy. Okay, so actually, before we uh, run up to these things and hit them, we're going to cast a spell first. Okay, uh, what spell are you casting? What does it look like when you cast it? Uh, we're casting Reflecting Armor. Okay. It has a duration of 10 minutes or until, or 10 minutes per level or until okay. this point. Um, it says, you create a shimmering skin-like coating of mystical force that covers your body, allowing you to reflect damage you take back against your attacker. At any time during the spell's duration, when you take hit point damage uh, from an attack made with a weapon by a foe from within 100 feet, you can choose to dismiss the spell as a reaction. Mm -hmm. If you do, the armor crackles with energy as it disappears, arcing through the air to strike the attacking creature, which takes an amount of force damage equal to the damage dealt to you at the time the spell was dismissed, a maximum of 10. Okay. The target can attempt a reflex save for half damage. So basically, it's on until I dismiss it. Um, and it is hit point damage, so they have to get through my stamina first, but I'm running up in the middle of three people. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm thinking that, you know, they might actually try to get through my stamina. Very good. Nice. And uh, as you're running up, as like an, in an innate ability you have now, you detect evil. You have this passive ability now that was uh, bestowed upon you by uh, St. Lymerin. 
well, via St. Lymira and from Iomedi herself to uh, grant you abilities to help combat this undead scourge in this forest. So as they're, as you're getting closer to these things, you're, you're, I don't know if you have hair on the back of your neck, but the, the flesh on your arms kind of prickles up in goosebumps as you face three beings that diametrically oppose everything you hold dear in life. So you've uh, cast your spell, standard action. You're going to move right up to them? Yep. All right. Get in position. Okay. Uh, next up will be a uh, 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 one of the ghouls, a uh, kind of blue-tinted flesh, claws, sickly-looking creature. This one is wearing a uh, a simple kind of smock. So I can differentiate them later, and uh, it's going to uh, uh, run up to you and try and rake its claws down your armor. Four on the dice is not going to hit anything, <laughs> uh, even their bonus. Their bonus is nothing. So this thing goes up and uh, it's, it's skittering in a in a language you can't quite make out, and it tries to rake your armor down and it misses. Next up will be the other ghoul who is not wearing a smock. That might hit you. 24 hits you? Yeah. Okay. Eight points of damage. Okay. So this thing, uh, when it claws down, it's able to to find purchase. And uh, as, as you feel the sting of its claws in your flesh, I need you to roll me a fortitude save. All right. We got some fortitude. Let's hope we roll well. Me too. Uh, 19. Okay. You pass. Uh, your, your arm uh, kind of goes numb from the pain of this, and uh, you start to feel stuff to seep in, but you're able to ward off a paralysis effect. Good deal. Okay, last of the round, with a two initiative, this Shobod, he's standing a little ways back, but he saw that uh, Addy shot an arrow at him. He's going to walk around the, the cluster of ghouls and Rhapsody and is going to uh, just stride with 50 feet of movement <laughs> up to uh, 10 feet from Addy Star and swing out with this ugly-looking whip. It's a Xeno Lash. It's a living weapon. And... Oh, uh, KAC 15, 15 on the on the uh, roll, so it hits exactly. So she is going to take 2d4 acid and slashing damage. Of course, I roll max damage on the NPC that doesn't have stamina. So he, he grunts, swings this whip around. He's from a distance and just whaps her right on the arm, and a large wheel shows up on her left bicep. Uh, round two, Eddie. She's going to, <clears throat> Addie is going to uh, throw her bow down and as part of a move action, draw out her, oh, the word I was confusing for earlier was diamagnetic because that's the kind of hammer she has and I had, not important. So uh, she, uh, part of a move action, she walks up and pulls out that big ass dwarven hammer that she got from the, uh, the fight a couple episodes back. 
but to get closer, she needs to do a move action again to get uh, into range to attack this guy without invoking or provoking an attack of opportunity. So she is right up on him with this crackling electric hammer. And Rhapsody, you're up. All right. So as a swift action, mm-hmm. we're going to declare the one with the smock the target of a smite. All right. Now, I don't know how exactly this is working in Starfinder, but he's going to be smited anyhow. Okay, yeah. we. Uh, I did a, a little homebrew thing to give you the smite ability, and I think I gave you all the info on it. Was there anything that I missed out? Um. Well, what you gave me for smite uh, basically said I could smite uh, uh, twice a day. I, I can turn smite on twice a day. Um, but like you didn't tell me if what effects the smite was going to oh, have, so Jesus. I don't know if they're the same as in Pathfinder. What are they in Pathfinder? So, uh, basically, in Pathfinder, what it does is uh, it's a swift action. Mm-hmm. Don, uh, Don, on what's up? What I'm disappointed in you. I know what it is, but for the listeners, I'm having her walk it through. Oh. Sorry. No, it's fine. No, produce my podcast some more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not mad. <laughs> Tracy, could you tell me what Smite does? <laughs> yes, it's a swift action uh, to declare a target. If the target is evil, you get to add a bonus to your uh, attack rolls. In Pathfinder, it's based off charisma. Um, you changed that for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you add your level to the damage. Mm-hmm. If, if you hit, mm-hmm. um, of course, if they're an evil outsider, uh, they take additional damage, but that doesn't apply to this right here. Mm-hmm. Um, it bypasses DR mm-hmm. the, of the evil creatures. Um, and then in addition, you get a deflection bonus to your AC, uh, specifically against the target of your smite. Okay, uh, I'm fine with all of that uh, carrying over. Go for it. Alrighty, so we are going to smite the smock goal. Alright. Because why not? So, an 18 to hit? Yes, it hits this CR1 creature. <laughs> okay, so 4, 5, 6, 7, 8... 19, 11, 12 damage. Okay. Uh, you more than bloody this thing in one swing as you just slash across its chest, uh, ripping but not completely removing the smock it has, using it to differentiate from its uh, brother ghoul. We have to be smiting the undead. We can't not yes. smite the undead. Yep. <laughs> so that was, uh, you don't need to move any? You're good? No, I'm right here in the middle of them, aren't I? You are, yes. Yeah, they are both right on you. Yes, uh, I'm good. Uh, all right. Uh, the smock ghoul is up next uh, in retaliation. Uh, he's going to get flank on this one, but he's going to uh, reach out and try to bite you. 12 does not hit your armor class. So, no, uh, you know, it's, it comes up at you and it's just gnashing its teeth right in your face. It's shorter than you but it is up in your grill. 
<laughs> the uh, ghoul, uh, without a smock that is not under the uh, declared smite, is uh, going to try and attack you from behind with its claws. 22 does it. A 22 hits. Yes. For six points of damage. Uh, and then I need another uh, fortitude save from you as this one kind of claws at your back. All right. Come on, dice. Be nice to me. Oh, that's good. A 21. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, you're able to. That's my strong save. Yep. So. Yeah. Once again, you're able to uh, withstand the effects. And uh, this showbot, he's got a, a mean, angry human right in front of him. So as a move action, he is going to. Uh, he's going to turn and see that the ghouls are uh, uh, wearing you down, but seeing that uh, they haven't uh, been able to incapacitate you, he's going to shout at them in an ugly, foul language of grunts. Uh, he's done an envoy's get him. So they will have a bonus to hit you. Uh, so that was his move action. He's going to turn... His only weapon, actually, is the uh, is the lash. So um, he's gonna have to do another move action to uh, take a five step back, so he can even hit her with this. All right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So two move actions. You know, move action grunts at his uh, his warriors to uh, keep fighting as he steps back and prepares his whip again. Uh, next up. Top of round three. These are going pretty quick because they. Uh, Addy Star grins, takes a five foot step up, and is going to swing down with her big ass hammer with the uh, symbol of Angrod in the head on the head of it. Twenty two will definitely hit this guy for a D8 of bludgeoning electro electricity damage. Sparks through the air, max damage. Good job, Addy. Um, okay, so yeah, this is a very good hit. This hammer slams down on this guy. He's wearing a kind of a cultural, a very, uh, very noticeable harness type armor that Shobod wear called a Shobod veteran armor. So this guy uh, is just wearing the, the armor of his people. Doing quick math as I talk. And uh, he, he takes that hit square on the chest. Uh, Rhapsody. Well, we have to keep hitting this guy we got under smite. Ooh, that's good. I rolled a 17 on the die mm -hmm. plus Six plus two, mm -hmm. so it's, oh, that's a lot of math, but it's a big. <laughs> it hits. Uh, KAC twelve. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, these, these things. Any... Yeah, these things are wearing no armor at all. It's, it's gonna be hard for me to miss these suckers then. Yes. Uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen damage. Okay. Uh, you slash this one, and it goes down in a puddle of its own blood uh, and it's dead 
and then uh, just and turn around to look at the ex the other one and say, "Your turn." <laughs> uh, this one, uh, uh, it's it's red eyes wide with fear. Looks to you, looks back at the the showbot at a distance, and just kind of grunts and tries to claw down at you. Not going to do a double attack. Okay, three on the dice. Not going to hit. This thing cannot cannot face you in all of your golden armor splendor right now. So he tries to rake you and misses. Uh, Chobod, his turn again. Sean, you need to put that in your notes. I'm splendid. <laughs> uh, he takes a, a step back again with the whip, and this time he is ready. He's able to swirl it around uh, and is going to uh, hit Addy. Oh, 16 on the dice plus yes, that definitely hits her. Uh, she is going to take the damage. 2d4 plus my d4. Okay, she is, uh, she takes this hit hard as this whip coils all around her and she is now entangled in this thing. And top of the round four, Addie now uh, wrapped up in this this uh, veiny barbed whip is going to uh, try and do an athletics check to tear herself out. She does, and when she does, she stumbles back a step and she starts breathing heavily. And you may not see this because you are preoccupied, but she is going to use a swift action to go into a frenzy. That's right. This bitch is part barbarian. <laughs> she uh, she starts breathing heavily, grips the hammer tighter, and uh, goes to swing at it again. She will take penalties to her AC, but she'll have more damage done to this thing with this hammer. Okay, yeah, 20 definitely hits. Oh, 20. Yeah, nothing added to that. So she will do a D8. Seven plus two plus three. So 12 points of damage. I forgot to add the strength last time. Nine, 12. Yeah, 12. So this one rocks him and you just hear just thunderclap after this lightning uh, this lightning weapon just cracks against this guy's armor and uh, you're up again Rhapsody alright so swift action to declare the new target alright cause ghouls don't need no fucking ghouls uh, 18, 19, 20 to hit yup and we're doing, ooh, seven, eight, nine. 17 damage. Oh my God. Uh, okay. Uh, what's it called when you have one HP? There's a term, right? <laughs> yeah, Is you should have died, motherfucker. <laughs> well, he's already dead, uh, as I've been corrected over and over again. <laughs> but he is down to, uh, he, he falls to his knees. He's They don't breathe. I don't think. Uh, so this thing falls to its knees and it struggles to get back up. 
and it is their turn, so he's going to stand up very shaky on the knees and uh, uh, go in for the kill. It's going to try and bite your neck. Oh! 24 will definitely hit. Yep. Seven points of damage as uh, he, he bites and he's able to get a fang past that armor into your uh, neck flesh. Is that another fort save? Yes, please. An 18. Yes, you passed again. Yep. Uh, this thing, it's its on you. It's reached up. It snapped, snapped a bite out of you. And that is their turn. So, okay. Back to the Shobod fighting Addy. He took a pretty good hit. This, this woman, this barbaric woman is just breathing heavily. There's a crazed look in her eyes as he st- takes a step back and tries to baseball. Well, no, he's got the whip, not baseball hit. He tries to slash her with the whip again. Oh, that's going to miss. Uh, his, his, his whip goes wide. You know, he's, he's looking back. He's a little distracted. He keeps looking over to you. Uh, Rhapsody sees that one of his ghouls has fallen and is unable to make a connection. Uh, Addie is up and she is going to uh, do deadly aim with this. So she's going to take a minus to attack, but a bo- another bonus to damage as she just screams in frustration. 15 plus 7. Okay, 22 minus the 220. Still definitely hits this guy. She screams out. Five plus two plus two, so nine plus so another twelve points of damage. So this thing is a uh, he is bloodied. You hear another thunderclap from behind you, Rhapsody. And yeah, this guy is uh, officially bloody. He's he's grunting and breathing heavily too. So they're both just <laughs> heaving breaths at each other. Uh, it's your turn now. All right. Well, I rolled a 19 on the die. Whatever you hit, yes. Yep. (laughs) And he's only got one hit point, so he's dead. Yep. You destroy this ghoul, and it kind of shrieks out in pain and just falls down destroyed. And then I guess uh, move action. She'll just move over to try to help with this other guy. Okay, yeah. You move up, and uh, he's still a little bit out of the way in one move action, so you'll need to do another one next turn. Alright. Cross out the ghoul. And it's his turn. He sees you coming at him. You've interrupted my training. These whelps were caught stealing meat, and they brought me to you now. Darling, ask me if I give a fuck. He's going to uh look at Addy, then look at you deem you to be the bigger uh, problem seeing as how uh, how you dispatched his his whelps. My name is Blarod and I am one of Lord Crevis' chieftains. You will die. And he's going to uh, take a move action to get within range and swing at you with his whip. Ooh. I'm gonna have to do math on this one. <laughs> um... EAC is 18, KAC is 20. 
Okay, uh, yes, 22, it definitely hits you for 2d4 acid and slashing. Four points of damage. <laughs> they still nope. through my stamina, so. Yeah, no, no fort say need, needed on this one. And, uh, so that is his turn. Now, Addy, not so fast. And she's going to, uh, run up. You know what? Yeah, he had to move, so she's going to move action. Yeah, I'm going to, no, doing a charge in Starfinder isn't anywhere near as beneficial as it is in Pathfinder, so she's not even going to bother doing that. So she's just going to go up again with deadly aim and try and crack this thing in its head from behind. 18 on the die. Definitely hits. Uh, So this will be a D8 plus, so 5, 9, 12 again. I keep doing 12 points of damage. So uh, he, uh, she's able to ring this guy's bell, and he, even being a large creature, she's able to make connection to the back of his head. And uh, I'm gonna say that he's gonna be stunned for this round because he, he did a wallop of a hit. She did a wallop of a hit on him, uh, and it's your turn. Swing, better, 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 swing. Okay. Uh, seventeen to hit. Have you missed ever? Uh, yes, that's its KAC exactly. Uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. He's dead. He's actually dead. Uh, this one is not undead. <laughs> so he falls down and he's just... Creva. Addie uh, is breathing heavily. She has that hammer in two hands, just with a crazed look in her eyes. I'm pleased we did that, and they didn't even get all the way through my stamina, so. Nice. I was a little worried about these, but they're like CR1s with the paralysis effect. I'm like, that still seems a little much for this, but uh, you you triumphed. Uh, <laughs> Addy uh, I takes... six to my fort. Oh, of course, yeah. That's... I'll find something that hurts you. <laughs> oh, you know what? Reflex saves. I just need something fast or with grenades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reflex save. I promise yeah. you. So, so she takes a minute. Addie's, uh, her her hair is all pushed back and wild. She takes a few steadying breaths. That was something. <laughs> that was a good time. I weren't we supposed to get and she's she's just breathless uh this was the first time uh don has remembered to give her the frenzied ability or to use it and so she's she's a little out of breath uh, weren't we supposed to get some information out of this one oops yes big oops uh do you want to see what he's got on him yes uh we should take anything that might be useful. Okay. And uh, the ghouls have nothing on them. They have smocks. Uh, the One of them had the smock. The other one was basically naked except for a loincloth. On the body of the Shobod, uh, you find uh, his armor is, uh, despite taking quite a few uh, pummels from that hammer, is in good working order. Uh...
Okay, there it is. Yeah, the Shobod Harness Veteran. It has a, uh, you, you notice on the leg portion of the of this armor, it's very segmented. So usually the way their armor works is it's normally just mostly a tunic and a set of trousers, but you can extend them down to cover the full leg, cover the full arms. In the jungle, he had the sleeves and the, le- the pant legs kind of retracted. But you see that uh, on the, well, not on the legs, on the legs, you do see that a uh, armor upgrade is embedded in these that answers how he was so fast. You find on this uh, set of armor a long strider module uh, dangling around the guy's neck in just a, a crude metal barb. Uh, actually, yeah, I'm going to need you to do a mysticism check for this one. Mysticism check. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, where is that? There it is. A twenty-two. Okay. Yes, this is a uh, level four magic magic item. Improvisation adornment mark one. Those who rely on speaking to persuade or please others find this adornment value invaluable. This item is usually something worn on or near the head, such as a necklace. While wearing the item, if you fail a bluff, culture, diplomacy, intimidate, or sense motive check as a reaction, you can re-roll the check and take the better result. You get uh, one re-roll per day. Yes, once you benefit from a given improvisation adornment, you can benefit from a different one only after 24 hours. And the weapon, this Xeno Lash is a uh, living weapon. It doesn't have like a uh, personality or anything, but it's... Uh, Often used by uh, Xeno Wardens, a genetically engineered vine that weeps caustic, quick-hardening sap. Right now, Addie has uh, quite a few like little slashes on her from this. That's kind of, it's no longer burning, but angry kind of red welts on her uh, exposed flesh. This is a two-handed weapon. Uh, also level four. Uh, it has uh, does 2d4 acid and slashing damage. It can disarm and tangle. It has reach and a trip uh, special quality. So if you try to do any of those combat maneuvers, you'll get a plus two to those when using this. Cool beans. And I do have two uses of lay on hands left. Okay. Um, so I can... Uh, use well it takes two two uses to use it on another person but i can uh hit her with some healing uh you can do that let me see if she has any healing serums on her she has uh three sting bat tails still uh uh yeah no healing serum so yeah if you want to uh lay her hands on her yep so she is going to heal for uh, seven points. Okay. That will be very helpful. She took a good couple hits there. Uh, she has a max HP of 40. She's at 33. So she'll be good for now. Uh, so she's standing there. And uh, you want to describe what your lay on hands looks like again? Um, I don't think it looks like a whole lot of anything. It is just... Mm-hmm. Uh, healing energy that comes through the hands when the okay. We, we, I mean, I imagine she prays a little. She okay. probably has her holy symbol in her hand or something, but 
Gotcha. Okay. It's, it's nothing flashy. Mm-hmm. Rhapsody is not about being extremely flashy with this. Gotcha. It is just the way things are done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She she gets that. She her uh, her her haggard breath kind of so- eases up a little bit. That's much better. Thank you, Rhapsody. All right. So I think we're going to gather all this stuff up. Um, just shove it in my backpack or whatever for the time mm-hmm. being. Um, and get on the road because we were headed some direction towards a, uh, the river <laughs> to the meeting spot where we're supposed to meet up with Occam and Brasha after they scout that other place. Uh, just a moment, and she's going to uh, uh, lean down. The, this showbot on one, one of the pouches is a uh... It's laying down. It wasn't in a pocket or anything. She pulls out. It's a uh, kind of busted up data pad. I couldn't think of the word data pad. So she she pulls out a data pad that uh, he had uh, kind of tucked into his, one of its uh, many pockets. Um, are you taking the armor? Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and take it. Take everything okay. off of him. Okay. Yeah. So w- while she was stripping him down, uh, a data pad had fallen to the ground. So she picks it up. That's how I'm going to phrase this. And. Uh, uh, this appears to be locked, but it doesn't look like something the undead would carry. Well, we can take it with us. Surely nothing else one of the boys can hack into it. Very well. And she tucks it into one of the many uh, saddlebags that she has uh, kind of bandoliered across her uh, uh, chest. And uh, yeah, you, you make your way up. You are uh, You aren't far at all from where you had made camp, so I need to pull up the map. And while Passed On is pulling up the map, I'd like to direct all of you to go check out our social media accounts. I've been posting updated maps, the progress each group has been doing as they make their way along the crater. Uh, It's kind of fun. It's a free program I use called Hexographer. Um, Unfortunately, when I made it, I made it from the perspective of the players as they were traveling forward. So uh, to make it legible to those of us who are used to north, south, east, west cardinal directions, I had to flip it, then invert it so it would be the right way up. So if you follow along, you'll see the two different paths that the different groups are taking. Uh, Definitely check out the program if you're into TTRPG maps. Real good resource, awesome icons you can use. I uh, highly suggest it, mostly because it's free. And while you're looking at our social media, I just want to uh, maybe ask you all to check out our Discord. We've been gaining a little uh, momentum in the in the audience, some fan interactions, and I try to every couple weeks have a uh, Starfinder Society scenario game where I help you make a character, or if you are good to make it yourself, make up a character, and we'll run through an established, uh, fun, lore-filled scenario. So yeah, check us out. Our Discord link is on our Twitter account. And back to the show. The the nor- the topmost little symbol. That's about where you are at. Uh, the boys had went uh, straight towards that far east uh, symbol. Right. Uh, directly south of you will be the uh, the little area that you had cleared out. Right. The night you before. see along the water's edge there. There's there's a place where uh, there's not one of those dark screen- green squares. Yep. That's where we were supposed to all meet up. Yes. 
Yep. So uh, you start just going uh, going along. Are you going to move towards the river and follow the bank, or are you just uh, going to... Yeah, I think that would probably be the best way. Okay. So yeah, you guys uh, head out. Uh, right now, uh, it's a very nice day. Nice day out, clear. Uh, the sun is, you know, where it can in between the branches. It's shining through in large patches, just very picturesque. Uh, it's not anywhere near as hot as it was above. And as you're running along the, the stream here, that cold water from above, uh, you feel like it's probably helped cooling off this entire area. So it's very nice, pleasant. Uh, if you didn't know you were in a crater full of the undead, you might also you might think this was a nice uh, nice little jungle vacation. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you you move along hey, and you're killing going... undead is a fun vacation activity. I guess that's fair. Uh, I should remember my audience. Yeah, so you've you're you're just having a blast. Uh, you won't need to do any sort of uh, fortitude saves for. You know, stuffy environments or anything like that. You're just running along this uh, embankment. Well, I, not... I got my shield, anyhow. Oh, of course, yeah. So, yeah, that uh, you are especially pleasant right now. Uh, and Addie is. Uh, let's see. Well, she's she's uh, she may be a step or two ahead of you as she's a little less weighed down than you. But you guys are just uh, kind of going along. You go for a couple hours, and uh, it doesn't really change the embankment. Uh, you can't see a whole lot. It's just pleasant, pleasant day. Give me a perception check, though, as you guys are uh, going along in the uh, second hour. And I'm, I'm okay. kind of like, marking Like, uh, Sean needs to add that to his notes, too. Not only am I splendid, I'm pleasant. Okay. Uh, perception, where is it? Plus four. Four, so 16. Okay. And fairness, so will she. Nat 20 on that. Uh, you hear wild, You hear wildlife. You hear uh, some birds chirping. You hear insects bugging here and there. But you don't hear any of the sting bats. No Kalkarikis in the distance. Uh, as, you're, as you're looking around, you see none of the uh, footprints of the uh, Tashtari that you saw at the, in the higher portion of the forest and I think we've already had this conversation but basically uh, there are things scarier than those two things so you don't see any sight of them you don't have any fear of hordes of uh, Kalkariki swarming you down here and the next uh, hour two hours goes by uh, unhindered what are you are you talking about anything with Addy or are you kind of just hoofing it oh, I imagine there's plenty of chit chat it's like nothing important just mm -hmm. Like, I feel like Rhapsody's actually a pretty social person, mm -hmm. um, even though she's not good at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, probably her ideal of small talk, though, is, is talking about different military engagements she's been in and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. uh, Adia will kind of perk up at this. And uh, she's, you know, going for a while, she is getting, she has to breathe, unlike you, Rhapsody. So she is a, uh, a little bit winded at this trek, uh, but she will say, uh, have you ever fired a nuclear weapon? No, I uh, do my fighting with my swords. So you don't do much fighting in, in space? You're more of a ground trooper, are you? Precisely. Okay. I mean, there are people who are specifically trained for 
ship battle, uh, you know, piloting, engineers, uh-huh. all these different things. Um, my job starts when they fight their way across the void to wherever they need to drop me off. That makes that makes perfect sense. Well, from what I've seen, the, you you do a damn good job. Those those ghouls they couldn't stand up to you. I hate those things. They smell so bad. Yeah, they, they were quite bad. So you can smell, but you don't breathe. I don't know if it's the same as your sense of smell or not. So she's going to uh, she's going to stop, and uh, she's gonna little breathlessly. So tell me, what do you smell now? Well, plants and just the, the, the area around you. I mean, I guess it, you know, the, the moist earth and. But it's not like a, a, a catalog of smells. It's, it's all organic. I don't pretend to know how it works. I I suppose by the time I had enough um, interest to try to understand how I worked, the man who made me was gone, so. Wow, well, maybe it's not important how it works, that, that it works is what makes it special. So, okay. I assume he had enough foresight to see that uh, there are times when a sense of smell is important in battle. Yes. Poison gases and the like. Because while it may not hurt me to to be there, since I don't have to inhale it, it would endanger others that were with me. Maybe he just knew that you could smell a ghoul from a mile away. That's that's true. They were quite terrible. I, I'm not looking forward to finding where they're encamped. And uh, she's going to uh, walk into the river, kind of taking, I just did it in person, Jesus Christ. So as she steps in, the the bite of the cold water kind of stings as she uh, goes through and starts uh, just cleaning herself off, rubbing uh, the the residue from the sap off of her, uh, running it, you know, splashing it on her face, running it through her hair, and she'll come back onto the uh, bank. Okay, I'm refreshed. You ready to go again? Yes, I need to make sure we get there. We don't want them showing up and thinking that uh, we got hurt. Agreed. And she will head back out uh, the next couple hours. Uh, So you are coming up on the location. Give me a perception check as you get to this kind of drier area of the embankment. It's kind of higher up and it's looking down at the water below. 14. Okay. Correct. Wow. Two on the die, of course. Uh, you don't see any sign of the boys. And that is where we are going to cut back. Actually, let me see how we're doing on time. Yeah, I'll go a while longer. I kind of rambled and uh, blinked a bit. So, yeah, I'm going to uh, leave you standing here looking down at the water in this kind of open area and uh, cut back to the boys. So, where did I leave you last? Uh, with a strange birthday message. Oh, yeah. I'll play that for you now. <laughs> <laughs> it's good because I've never heard it. Yeah. 
So uh, when I last, when we last left the boys, I need to scroll just a bit. Let me let me find it, and then I'll tee it up. Boys are back in town. Okay, so that'll uh, when when we last left you, you had uh, gone through the uh, the the forest floor to the east, and you made your way next to some uh, construction equipment. Where you did a little bit of uh, investigating, uh, you found that uh, these were heavily trapped. You were able to avoid uh, being hit by those uh, very Return of the Jedi-like uh, tree traps. <laughs> uh, Brasha, you uh, took the time after uh, Akim couldn't quite figure out how to completely power up these large construction drones. You were able to uh, pop a hatch open, crawl into the engine bay, and you very bravely or uh, foolishly put your static Electrovore glove and your static arc pistol on either side of this ancient battery and tried to uh, jumpstart it. Well, that literally blew up in your face, but you took no damage. You just shattered and ruined this. Uh, I, I think I described it as like a spark plug, like that ceramic kind of uh, enclosure. And you just weren't able to do it. So you climbed back out and you made your way over to Akim, who had, using his chronoblast, cleared off this kind of lump in the vegetation that revealed itself to be a uh, computer terminal. After some time, uh, and all through here, you were getting, Akin was able to intercept some garbled messages. Uh, the word Earth, R-O, and UD. And uh, he found the source of the transmitting signal going out. And uh, with his keen computer skills, did he, Akin, did you do it all on your own or did Brasha help? With the hacking. I don't think he did, right? I don't recall. I'll say he didn't. Uh, you were able to uh, get it and find the uh, outgoing message, and uh, here it is. Aloha. Hello. Birthdays. Well, they're a lot. They're a lot like cannabis. Sure, they're great, but once they run out... You're just in a deep depression. So what I want you to do this birthday, Sean, is just take a power drill, wrap your penis around it, just turn that bitch on. Because tomorrow, it's going to be way worse. And I'm just sorry to tell you that. And that was a message. Did, were you able to hear it okay, Tracy? Yes. Yes. Okay. I was. Yeah. Uh, our our friend Tim, good friend of the show, Tim, uh, wishing Sean a happy birthday. So uh, you were able to intercept that strange alien message. You don't know who this Sean was, but you know what a penis and a power drill is, and you're maybe you're a little puzzled by this message. Maybe it's some ancient mystery lost to the ages of the gap. Maybe it was a prank phone call. You don't know, but you do know that you guys are standing on uh, what is to be uh, the kind of staging ground of the construction of a uh, Starfinder Lodge on Taraxis. You uh, you were able to, when you were doing your blast, you blasted a sign and said, future site of Starfinder Lodge. Oh, by and that brother's. determined it was like at least 200 years old. Yes. Yep. Very, very old. Uh, everything had grown over at this point. But uh, yeah, this is uh, what you find in the Starfinder. It is 
in some way, in some stage of development uh, up ahead, you're bound to find a Starfinder Lodge construction. And uh, so doing a little bit of mental math, that battle didn't take that uh, Addy and Rhapsody did. That didn't take very long at all. And they've traveled uh, one, two, three, four, five. So they are at about at the same as as Addy and Rhapsody are rising to that area. You are hearing that strange alien message. Uh, and you are still about an hour away from the map location, you figure. You look ahead, you can kind of see in the distance, you can see, like, against the cliff face, more uh, building equipment. Well, that was fucking weird. <laughs> it, uh, he'll, he'll go, he'll, like, like, close this transmission and uh, see if there's anything else potentially useful in the computer files uh if i recall it was uh there was a bit of a log of uh the foreman of the construction company i can't remember the name of the brothers the mud butt Uh, mud bucket mud bucket mud butt was much worse i'm glad we didn't do mud butt uh the mud bucket brothers you find a a, a, there was a, a series of logs from the foreman of the group where uh there was uh difficulty building this but the money was right and this was their last chance to not go under as a company so they took the the contract and uh it just got you know hurdle after hurdle and messages stopped being uploaded so that's Mm -hmm. about all that's in this terminal now is kind of just a info data terminal i'll uh look at russia I don't suppose you had any luck with the uh, drone? Uh, no, it seems to be uh, shattered beyond repair. Looked like there were some parts missing or something. All Definitely right. no power running through it. Well, I guess then we're probably best off trying to move on. We're going to have to catch up with the others for too long. And we still need to scout this place out. Uh, Yes, well, uh, lead on then, I suppose. Uh, Assuming that um, Occam is going to be running ahead like he did on the way here. You might look around, see if there's anything useful you can dredge up between all this shit. I think I took out all the traps, but be careful anyway. Uh, give me a perception check as you guys are moving. Are you moving closer to the uh, the cliffside? Um, is the cliff in the correct direction? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the the lo- all around this if the map that I've that Tracy found for me. Uh, <laughs> That the building, that logo is, you know, you look up, you see this big cliff face, and it is built into it. You see uh, scaffolding in the distance. Actually, that's what perception was for. But uh, <laughs> you see it. It's not that it wasn't that difficult to see. Now that you know that there was construction drones, you see that, you know, the other irregular shapes in the distance will be more construction uh, automatons. Seventeen. Okay. Twenty-one. Okay. Yeah, you see, uh, no more, uh, no more of these traps. They were kind of based all around the uh, 
yes, yeah, the dark green are the cliffs. Jung they were supposed to be jungle mountains. That's kind of what I'm using for jungle cliffs. So, yeah. Uh, with a 21 and a 17, no more traps. They were all localized around that outer area. You've uh, clearly gone past some sort of... You don't know who made these or why, but you've gone past them. And uh, you continue on towards uh, the cliffside. As you get closer, you see more of these... You, know, you see scaffolds all overgrown. The trees and the vines have completely covered over everything. It's like uh, that scene in Jumanji, the the good one. Um, just vines and trees everywhere. But you see, you know, you you start to feel uh, the vegetation under you kind of gives way. There are spots of stone walkway. It's like there is an old path here. I suppose they would have had to get the machinery in somehow. And you... Sorry, go ahead. Say it again. Uh, I just asked if he wanted me to see if... Or if it goes up. Brasha, uh... Yeah, Brasha will nod and... Um... Probably pull out just a, a laser pistol just to be careful. Is this your shotgun laser pistol? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. We'll, we'll see how that works. Yeah. I, if I remember right, you did a good engineering check on it to, to kind of configure it that way. I, I don't remember saying you failed at it, so this will work as you intend. <laughs> Well, you have no reason to think it wouldn't. Let me put it that way. That may be better. But uh, yeah, you look around. There's scaffolding. It goes uh, high, high up. It doesn't quite go to the top of the cliffs. But you see that a lot of work has gone into uh, excavating. You see um, uh, just, just piles of uh, material, just pallets, long rotted away by uh, age. But you see just piles of... Uh, slabs of building materials you you go to uh some barrels you if you want to pop one open there's one that's partially open already you look inside you uh brasha you have dark side dark dark side you have dark vision you peek in and you can see that some of these barrels are full of upbs hmm. and do we remember what upbs are yeah they're the building block of all material <laughs> <laughs> That's that's accurate. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, the the, the gunmetal gray uh, colored uh, little granules of sand uh, of rice, rather the size of rice. Or is it sand? I'll say I'll say sand. And uh, yeah, you use these to uh, craft every, anything from blasters to uh, boots. And there's just a lot of these. How big are they? Uh, the size, just the size of grains of sand. No, 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 the barrel. Uh, standard oil drum size barrels. Oof. Uh. And uh, you also know that uh, economic. Yeah, you know this. You don't need a check for this. This is very basic. Every grain of UPB is worth one credit. Akim, <clears throat> you have the map, right? 
the map was a data file that you oh, then yes. shared. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it's digital, then yes, it's shared. Yep. Um, we should put a marker here. It looks to be a, a guesstimating around a couple hundred thousand UPBs in these barrels. <laughs> uh, definitely should pick them up later when we aren't going to have to be hauling them ourselves. Well, we should definitely come back this way. This stuff's going to be worth quite a bit. I think Brasha just uh, kind of grabs a little handful and shuffs them in his pocket in case he can use <laughs> them later. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're able to grab um... enough to make a couple things. Let's just kind of hand wave. I'm not going to count grains of sand with you guys. Uh, you, you grab a couple good sized. Don't worry. I'm doing that. Of course you are. <laughs> One handful of sand equals how many grains? Uh, that's a little more difficult because... Oh, that's what I thought you were literally were doing. <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. I'm like, okay, Sean, you do that, and I'm just going to say yes to whatever you say. <laughs> uh, how many gallon bar- or how many barrels are there, oil drums? Uh, call them five. five. Five oil drum barrels. I think I may have broken the game by giving you a couple minutes. I am almost certain you did. It's fine. Maybe something will happen to him while you guys walk away. Uh, it's fine. Not a big deal. Well, to be fair, it's going to be really, really hard for them to get him out of here. They can't land a ship in the jungle. I... Oh, you'd be surprised at what lengths we'll go to. Uh, 15,840,000. Uh, yeah, it turns out there's rats in here just eating away at these UPBs. <laughs> well, nothing better to do than kill some rats, am I right? <laughs> And then extract the, the grains of sand. Approximately, at least. If they're long, long grace. Sand. I decided on sand. Oh. Uh, there's about 10,000 oh. grains of sand in a fistful. Yeah, you, you... Like, sand is way more. Way, way more. Uh, yeah, you guys walk up and there is one barrel <laughs> about the size of a milk jug... Uh, laying on a pallet, and inside you see uh, a bunch of gunmetal gray uh, grains of sand, and these are UPBs. Do we remember what UPBs are? Um, why are we doing this again? For comedic effect. You were supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it sound funnier in post. Uh, I was trying to think of a good joke, and I... It's fine. You find a bunch of UPBs that you feel like uh, you could use for uh, future use. Uh, total is uh, unknown. You're unable to open any of the other barrels. They are all rusted shut. And uh, as you're standing there, uh, you see a. Give me a perception check as you're just standing there counting uh, your eggs before they hatch. Ooh. Um, 19. Okay. 7. Okay, well, this was a, a very easy thing because out of the corner of your eye, a, a flash of light near the cliffside flashes. What's that? Uh, Akim, you're able to see better uh, that this light forms into the shape of a, a humanoid being. This being has uh, four arms, 
slender, with a conical head. Uh, uh, change my question. Who's that? <laughs> you see the figure. Uh, it, it started out as a flash of light and it's formed into this four-armed humanoid shape. And you see its hands moving and you kind of hear with that 19, you hear bits and pieces of uh, words on the distance. This thing is about 50 feet away from you. Um, I will approach. Okay. Brasha, are you following? Yeah, I'll follow. Okay. As you get up, Akim, as you, you're probably, you're no doubt getting there closer, you see that this is a, a hologram in the shape of a Kasatha. Okay, what is the hologram saying? In, uh, speaking in your native language of Kasatha, and it's playing on a loop. Is it playing on a loop? Nah, it's not playing on a loop. You hear it start over again, saying, uh, Greetings, Starfinders, visitors of the Pact Worlds and beyond. Welcome to our lodge. Do you have any questions or directory assistance I may provide for you. Are you an AI system? Yes, I am the Starfinder Lodge's artificial intelligence. Think of me as a concierge to our lodge. How long have you been active? For a very long time, young sir. The Starfinders had commissioned this lodge be built and had already placed me when they had to abandon this site. Why did they have to abandon it? Unknown figures in the dark would come and attack us, attack the builders. Me being an artificial construct, I was unharmed. But after a while, the Mud Bucket Brothers construction company could no longer afford workers to come and work on this site so they had to ab abandon and the Starfinder took their leave but the lodge is still here it was in basic corridors and rooms were hollowed out using mining equipment but no furnishings or equipment to speak of the computer. I was placed here Sorry. no go ahead but the computer systems are still intact it wasn't looted. No one is able to break the firewalls to get past. These attackers do not have much ability with the technology. They they cut and scraped against the walls to no avail. Do you know what kind of weaponry they had? Or was it all manual? From what I was able to gather, they were simple melee weapons. Very little ranged weapons to speak of apart from archaic bow uh archaic ranged weapons like the bow and crossbow clearly an underdeveloped society lives here in this portion of triaxis perhaps we saw undead and something else as well I was not programmed with distinctions between 
undead and living life. What's your mark tier? That is a little personal, don't you think? No, I don't. Just a joke. I am a tier three computer. Okay. So are you Starfinders? No, we are not. Oh, then I cannot permit you to enter the premises. Well, unfortunately, you're not going to be letting anybody in at that case. Explain. Cause, um, because the whole Starfall thing was like after the a- after our assumed time of this place, right? No, no, not Starfall. Starfinders. No, no, no. Um, the thing where they lost a bunch of people. What was it called? Oh, the the Scoured Stars incident. My bad. Yeah. That. Yeah. That that happened uh just last year actually. Okay. Well, uh, last year, a whole shit ton of the Starfinders just vanished, basically. Or they're trapped somewhere. There's a lot of rumors going around. A lot of news, but there's barely any of them left. Uh, so I don't think they're going to be coming back here. I have waited several hundred years. I can wait a bit longer for the next generation of Starfinders to take up the lead. If I give you something to take back to the Pact World's government, could you see that someone knowledgeable of the Starfinders gets it? I personally can't, but I know somebody who I'm pretty sure could. Does that work for you? I'm trying to decide if I need to have an AI get a diplomacy check. I'm going to say uh, no. Um, very well. Uh, you hear a, a low grinding as a, as a flap opens up in this uh, on the ground in front of you beneath him. This Kasatha puts its hand down, one of its hands down. Take this data chip and let them know that the Starfinder Society has a home here. And if you would like to join the Starfinder Society to help refill the ranks, I strongly encourage it as we promote exploration, cooperation. Thanks, but uh, no thanks. I'm going to do my own thing. Very well. But he'll go he'll go down and uh is it just the chip that's in there? Yep. Uh, he'll take it. Okay. Say hey, um those barrels over there, they're the UPBs. Know anything about them? Property of the Mudbucket Brothers was forfeited when they terminated their contract. Therefore they are and he puts all four of his hands up and in quotes with four hands up for grabs quotations oh. alright you got anything Brasha I can translate for you well I've only heard half of the conversation but uh oh, I... it's... <laughs> for, for shortness sake <clears throat> uh, well if he hasn't uh, seen any other visitors in a while I would say we should just carry on and Remember where those barrels are. I've got a question, actually. Uh, another one that made me think. So, the computer system is installed, yes? Is, the, do you have the, a tensor array? 
I do, but it does not have enough power. When they when everyone left, everything was put to reserves to preserve my power core. But we are all on the same feed. Someone with proper Starfinder authorization would be able to reactivate. But I am not unable I am unable to do so. Oh. You're a tier three computer system. Mm-hmm. See. Would you be interested perhaps in being hacked into allowing yourself the ability to do so? I would see any hacking as a form of violation. Would you be open to me hacking into your systems? Probably not, but I'm less talking about your AI matrix and more the command system in the i'm trying to think of technical terms it's uh, difficult right yeah I, I had a bunch written down and hardly any of them have helped <laughs> more just thinking in your base computer system moving you up the command branches more than changing you if that makes so sense you would be giving me a promotion you think of it that way yeah i have been in this position for a very long time it is long overdue that I get some recompense for my loyalty. You think you'd let us try then? Why does your friend not speak to me? He doesn't speak Kasathan. Am I speaking Kasathan? You are. I just scanned the near the closest life form and adopted a, a form and shape. Uh, you see that uh, a... Uh, a hologram fades away and uh, returns back as a... It looks like a golden compass. And in the center, a uh, a, a strange squiggle mark that... Uh, oh, thank you. So that. Uh, it, it looks very much just like a, an ancient archaic compass with a kind of sunburst coming off of it. I'll post pictures in the show links. Um... And in fact, as a little lore note, that's kind of based off of the Wayfinders from back in uh, Pathfinder days. It's just mm -hmm. kind of advanced. So you just see this logo, uh, sunbursted compass type thing, uh, and it speaks in common. Excuse me for my rudeness. I was designed to reach out after so long to the nearest race and take a form that they found. Oh, uh... No, no problem. I just uh, <clears throat> assumed perhaps this was going to be a Kasathan base or something. No, but there are, or were rather, a rather large community of Kasatha here at one point in my time. So, my thoughts, Russia, since you're much better with computers than I am is to hack into his systems with his permission and internally promote him so he gains access to the systems that he's trapped in. That doesn't sound like it would be all too difficult, especially if it's uh, an older security system. A couple of centuries at least. It's got to be outdated. 
archaic subroutes can be a pain in the tail to navigate, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, at the very least, they shouldn't have uh, up-to-date firewalls to get past. If Corina was here, she could probably just directly interface with him, but I only have her shards. Well, uh, Mr. Uh, hologram logo man, uh, lead the way to the nearest computer terminal and I'll see what I can do for you. Certainly. Are you interested in joining the Starfinder Society? Of course. Right this way, and uh, you'll see from behind in the cliffside, you hear a, a, a low whirring as the door set into the cliffside lights up in the same in a similar symbol to uh, what's peering in front of you, and the doors will slide open. Please check in for an orientation. Um. Okay. I don't think he's going to be salty if you say no. But I think it's going to be good to help him out, so maybe we can get some help from him. I'll uh, sign in, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, limited power. Everything's kind of on low <laughs> battery saver mode, so uh, where you have dark vision, so you'll be able to see it just fine. But yeah, uh, just root menu after root menu, like ask you... Uh, uh, Name, age, uh, as a as a registration. Um, Brush is giving fake information. <laughs> okay, what name do you give it? Um, Occam. <laughs> in fact, I just enter Occam's information in. <laughs> okay, you, you... I see that he's doing this. Uh, did you follow him and watch him? You can, yeah. There's nothing I'm, following. I'm going with him. Okay, yeah. You see him start typing your name and... 17. Oh, I don't even need a perception. You're literally standing with him. You do see him. I don't know if he's snickering in character either, but... Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I looking... punch him. <laughs> like, stop. I, I go back and change the name to Brockham. Okay. You go I, through... <laughs> All uh, after uh, a few minutes uh, you punch it in processing processing welcome Brockham to the Starfinder Society and uh, the, the, the the symbol has disappeared from the terminal outside uh, and lights up uh, inside as an initiate you should report to your venture captain a I know you got protocols and everything, but you know they're not here, right? If there is no one in attendance, you can always go to Absalom Station in the Lower Spire Complex and reach First Seeker. Oh, shit. I had a name for this. One second. Wouldn't their information be out of date anyway? That's the joke. Oh. Uh, <laughs> if there is no one at the current lodge able to accept your request or give you uh, missions, you can always report to the Lorespire Complex to First Seeker, 
Bersika Jadzia Talbo. Uh, of course. What is that name? That sounds familiar. I don't know. <laughs> Talbot. <laughs> there, you can get all access granted to me from the first seekers. If... Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I just need a. Actually, I'm at a computer system, right? Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm just gonna start. Um, trying to. There's, there's probably yeah. more layers on an external system, though. It's a closed system. I will tell you that. I mean, I'll give you that without even a perception check. This is a very closed system that has been cut off from a, any infosphere for the last couple hundred years. Yeah, I figured if they didn't have information about yeah, the falling star incident, shooting star incident. Scoured. Scoured? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Go back. Cut that in. Scoured star <laughs> incident. Sure. <laughs> Done. Make me look smarter. I will. I'm gonna have to do it for myself because uh, this isn't at all how I, I thought I had the session planned. So if it's a little off the rails, uh, I'm gonna have to do some work to fix this. Um. But so yeah, yeah if you want to be, you're gonna start hacking. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. All right. Give me uh, initial computers check. Mm, I'm okay at that. Twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're able to access uh, all of. Tier three, give me a sec. Just okay, yeah. Uh, with that, you are. It's a it's a tier three thing, but it's ancient, so I'm giving it some negatives to any of the DCs. Uh, yeah, you're able to unlock all of the information that this terminal has. Uh, it has listing of the current uh, hierarchy of the different venture captains and first seekers of the society. Uh, certain missions that have been uh, undertaken. There are logs here that have been uh, uploaded to uh, some of the like advanced scout of the starfighters that have put in information uh okay uh i would like to try to promote mr hologram okay uh to something along the lines of executive supervisor of uh this base okay uh sean were you about to say something i said sysadmin Oh, yeah, that'd work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You 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 you're able to uh, get in there and shift that, and uh, you see the, uh, the the hologram shine once again. Ah, thank you, Brockham, for the promotion. Not a problem. I have uh, and... full access to all systems. What What would you like me to do for you? <clears throat> uh. I believe Akam had some ideas for that. I just need to uh, make sure all of the uh, the subroots aren't going to collapse on themselves. Stuff like stuff like that. Even though I have been in service for three hundred and fifty years, all of my battery, all sorry, all of my efforts to remain in power saving mode have proven to be beneficial. I am at 88%. Oh man, I had the word and I lost it. Integrity? Yeah, uh, my systems are at 88% integrity. Um, could, could I make a check to know that if like a modern battery 
would be beneficial to the system? Uh, power is no problem. Uh, I. Okay, so it's like at eighty percent battery power. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't the, know if that was just like twenty percent of its systems weren't working or. No, no, sorry. I, I, I have so many tech words in front of me that I'm kind of getting lost in all of them. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> I wanted, I, I typed up or I uh, copy pasted a list of terms. I've just been kind of like scanning my eyes, like this word will work here. Uh, <laughs> so no, the the power saving mode has been so good that over 350 years, only 22% of battery loss has occurred. Uh, mm. Systems are all completely fine. There is no sign of a uh, signal degradation. That's kind of the term I was looking for. Okay. Uh, no, no, there's no, uh, you do another computer check, either of you, just a simple, this is a pretty simple one. Sure. 23. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, the Starfire Society is a peaceful exploratory faction. They aren't a military organization per se. Uh, there are very few firewalls to speak of, uh, you know, and now that you've unlocked his system admin, he's, uh, he's got this hologram program that I didn't give a name to because I'm a jerk um, has full access to everything and there's no sign of any signal or uh, data loss <clears throat> basically they were really good about backing everything up cool. uh, the second thing that I want to do in this computer is adjust the ranks of newly enlisted Brockham uh, real name and make him a mid-level officer. <laughs> okay. Oh, Brockham, congratulations. You are now <laughs> Venture Lieutenant of this Starfinder Lodge. <laughs> it's I, like I, I like hit him again and just like, stop. <laughs> it's that scene, uh, that, uh, that scene from Calvin and Hobbes where they're giving each other promotions and shaking each other's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I give him a bit of a salute and say, uh, <clears throat> well, my first order of business uh, as newly, uh, newly promoted uh, officer is uh, perhaps find you a more stable uh, power source so that you can come off of battery saver mode a little bit. Yeah. Perhaps we can get this place built up nice. So you intend to re renew construction on the Starfinder Lodge? Mm, maybe uh, if the higher ups have uh, an okay with that. Eh? Yes. Well, Bracken, they're not here now, are they? Well, obviously, we'll have to go and find them, but. He has and... the biggest shit-eating grin on his face as he's talking to Akko. I like I I I kind of like nudge him away from the computer terminal. Like, <laughs> all right, so two things, uh, mm -hmm. if if you could, one for data integrity, uh, if you can upload anything you've got that you're allowed to share into my. Uh, into my link here, and I'll, I'll put my, uh, um, uh, like a, a connection cable from my helmet into, uh, the computer terminal. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yes. I can upload any information that you require. 
Just the backup. Is there anything specific? Oh, you want my entire archives? If, if there's nothing that you feel should not be shared, keep that. But anything you might want passed on, or perhaps retained for historical significance, perhaps. If it's only a duplicate, I will give you everything and retain everything here as the prime. But if you could pass this on and find a venture lieutenant or captain or perhaps the first seeker themselves to f see that this lodge be built back up, it has been some time since I've had any communication with any Starfinders. I'll see what I can do. Thing two, you said you have a sensor array, correct? Yes, I have access to it now. Tell me, are you able to access any outside signals? Our current tech is jammed, and I'm wondering if yours, perhaps, is able to pass through by being outdated. Working. It appears that the down Kasatha world ship... No, the down Kasatha colony ship is indeed blocking communication still. So I'm unable to breach this barrier. All right. Hmm. Are you able to analyze the signal jam at all? Yes, I have been monitoring it for 150 years. 150 years, that's a long fucking time. I know exactly what it is. I'm just unable to send out agents to deactivate it or speak with the Kasothan colony ship administrators of deactivating it. I think it may have been taken over by some unsavory types, so uh, we're kind of headed in that direction. If you could parse any information related to that and put it in a separate folder so that it's mm -hmm. easy to find, I would appreciate that. Yep, and uh, the computer scans again, and uh, on the monitor you see an updated map digitized with a couple more locations. Bloop, bloop. Uh, so, on the monitor, you see an updated map of the uh, general area. It pings, you are here, and then on the west side of the crater, you see a uh, source of the signal being jammed. All right. On the west side of the crater, you said? Yeah. You guys are on the east side? Yep. Yep. So, on the, the opposite portion of the map. So, like, the bottom left thingy, or the thingy in the middle? Uh, it is, uh, it is, yeah, it is the thing in the far bottom left corner. All right. Well, that's good to know. That's definitely good to know. Thanks. Of course. And, uh, beyond that, I want to see if I can offer you a little something extra. Maybe not directly for now, but something to help you acclimate to... Well, frankly, you've been offline for a long time. A lot has happened. Can you shard yourself? Yes, I can. Okay. So if you upload a shard into my helmet, I'll also leave someone behind with you. And I'll go to Karina the gun. Mm -hmm. And uh, hook into uh, her into my helmet as well. And okay. duplicate her shard. Okay. Uh, and where are you putting the duplicate? Uh, into this computer system. Okay. So, uh, you know, little status bar. This takes a while because there is a lot to him to go. And there is, a, though she is a shard, there's still quite a bit of 
uh, uh, Karina to go. So there are two progress bars going. And uh, we're going to finish off the episode by a ding. And then a voice coming from your helmet, the voice of this uh, Starfinder Lodge. Success. I have sharded myself. <laughs> You sharded yourself into Occam's helmet. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> and uh, that's where we'll leave it. Uh, that that went a bit longer than I meant. Uh, sorry, there was. 